Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of neonatal polycythemia rubra vera found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A two-day-old newborn presents with cyanosis and irritability. His mother had gestational diabetes, which resulted in a difficult delivery due to the baby's large size. Delivery was further complicated by delayed clamping of the umbilical cord. On physical exam, the patient has plethora and ruddiness of his face. Heel stick hematocrit was found to be 71%. Venous sampling of the hematocrit was found to be 68%. Let's continue with an introduction to neonatal polycythemia rubra vera. It is defined as venous hematocrit exceeding normal values for gestational and postnatal age and it typically demonstrates a hematocrit that is greater than 65%. Most babies, however, are asymptomatic. This is also distinct from adult polycythemia vera, which is a myeloproliferative neoplastic disorder. Risk factors include delayed clamping of the umbilical cord, which is most common, and it causes an increase in transfer of placental blood to the infant. Other risk factors include twin-to-twin transfusion, placental insufficiency, maternal diabetes, maternal hypoxemia, macrosomia, and maternal hypertension. And hyperviscosity is thought to play a role in symptoms, if there are any. Moving on to the presentation, the majority of patients will be asymptomatic. However, some may present with GI upset, which may be demonstrated by poor feeding and vomiting. Some will present with hypoglycemia, cyanosis or apnea, plethora, respiratory distress, or lethargy. In terms of further studies, a venous hematocrit will typically be greater than 65%. One should evaluate glucose for potential hypoglycemia. One should check a bilirubin level, as an increase in RBCs can lead to hyperbilirubinemia. And patients should be observed closely for neurologic and cardiovascular symptoms, as they may have underlying pathologic causes of polycythemia. With regards to the differential, other causes of polycythemia vera may include hypoxemia. In terms of treatment, for asymptomatic patients, treatment is supportive care, and one should monitor the bilirubin and glucose. For symptomatic patients, treatment may include IV hydration with glucose, as many have hypoglycemia. Another option is partial exchange transfusion. This reduces the hematocrit without causing hypovolemia. However, it may not improve outcomes, and it is used only if symptoms worsen. Complications related to neonatal polycythemia rubra vera include hypoglycemia. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, it is unclear how this disease affects long-term outcomes. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to neonatal polycythemia rubra vera, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 37-year-old G1P1 woman gives birth to a male infant at 36 weeks of gestation. The patient had an uncomplicated cesarean delivery and gave birth to a 6-pound infant. The patient has a past medical history of cocaine and heroin use, but states she quit 8 years ago. She also suffers from obesity and type 2 diabetes mellitus. Her blood sugar is well controlled with diet and exercise alone during the pregnancy. Her temperature is 98.4 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.9 degrees Celsius. 
blood pressure is 167 over 102, pulse is 90 beats per minute, respirations are 13 breaths per minute, and oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Laboratory values for her infant are ordered and demonstrate a hemoglobin of 22, hematocrit of 66%, leukocyte count of 6,500 with a normal differential, and platelet count of 197,000. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this infant's laboratory abnormalities? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Advanced maternal age. Choice 2. Cesarean section delivery. Choice 3. Gestational age. Choice 4. Maternal diabetes. Or choice 5. Maternal hypertension. The best answer to this question is... Choice 5. Maternal hypertension. This patient is presenting with neonatal polycythemia, which can occur secondary to maternal hypertension. Neonatal polycythemia is common when there is a decreased delivery of blood to the placenta. This can occur in untreated diabetes, preeclampsia, smoking, and hypertension. Symptoms include respiratory distress, hypoglycemia, and neurologic manifestations. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Advanced maternal age is a risk factor for genetic abnormalities, but is not a prominent risk factor for neonatal polycythemia. Choice 2. Cesarean section delivery is a risk factor for other complications, such as neonatal respiratory distress or poorly colonized infant gastrointestinal tract, but not for neonatal polycythemia. Choice 3. Gestational age of 36 weeks would not be a risk factor for neonatal polycythemia. At this age, most organ systems are completely developed. Choice 4. Maternal diabetes is a risk factor for neonatal polycythemia. However, this patient's diabetes is well controlled with diet and exercise. Finally, a bullet summary. Neonatal polycythemia can occur in untreated diabetes, preeclampsia, smoking, and hypertension. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with intermittent uterine contractions. She is 39 weeks pregnant and experienced a deluge of fluid between her legs while she was grocery shopping. She now complains of painful contractions. She is transferred to the labor and delivery floor and a healthy male baby is delivered. He has a ruddy complexion and is crying audibly. Laboratory values demonstrate a hemoglobin of 22 and electrolytes that are within normal limits. Which of the following is the best description for the cause of this neonate's presentation? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Dehydration. Choice 2. Healthy infant. Choice 3. Maternal hyperglycemia during the pregnancy. Choice 4. Post-term infant. Or choice 5. Renal abnormality. The best answer to this question is... Choice 3 maternal hyperglycemia during the pregnancy. This infant is ruddy and polycythemic, likely secondary to maternal hyperglycemia during pregnancy. Maternal hyperglycemia during pregnancy can put the fetus at risk for multiple complications. Fetal macrosomia is closely associated with maternal hyperglycemia. Increased metabolic demand from a macrosomic fetus can lead to fetal hypoxemia and subsequent increased erythropoietin production and polycythemia causing the baby to appear ruddy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Dehydration could cause an elevated hemoglobin. 
However, this is less likely in a newborn with normal electrolytes. Choice 2. Healthy infant misses the diagnosis of polycythemia, which is likely secondary to maternal hyperglycemia. Choice 4. Post-term infant is incorrect because this infant was born at 39 weeks gestation. Choice 5. Renal abnormality would be an unlikely explanation of this patient's elevated erythropoietin levels, which subsequently caused this patient's polycythemia. Finally, a bullet summary. Maternal hyperglycemia can cause neonatal polycythemia. That's all for this review about neonatal polycythemia rubra vera. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.